0: Hello, my name is Paul Boag and welcome to my video series on user experience design on this video I want to talk to you about content migration because if there is one phrase that fills me with dread it it's the phrase content migration the idea that you might want to migrate all of your content from your old site to your new one just boggles my mind to refresh an entire website, but to ignore the content has to be a sign of madness, surely. To ignore the content on a website is to ignore users' needs. It's the content and functionality that caters for those needs, not the design. You may well get a bit of a bump from conversion if you redesign, if you make design improvements alone. You might even be able to improve the usability to some extent, but it's gonna take changes to the content to make any kind of real difference to your website. Even if you update your information architecture and reorganize your content, things are still likely to fail. The result will be a mismatch between the content and its structure. And all of this is going to break the user journey as they move around your website. Failing to address content um, in a redesign means that you're gonna have a nice, new, shiny website, but it's gonna inherit all the problems of the old site. You'll end up with a bloated website full of redundant, out-of-date, or trivial content, content that really should be removed. Of course, getting people to remove content is hard. Different people inevitably own different pieces of the content on your website, and getting agreement is gonna be a logistical nightmare. But that said, you will never have a better opportunity than when your site is being redesigned. After all, it's one of the few times people are actually open to change. You might be thinking that you've got no choice, that your site is so large and unwieldy that you can possibly audit everything, and that without auditing everything, you can't decide whether content should stay or go. You might also be thinking that the political battles are too huge, that there's no way you could tell one colleague that you're gonna remove their content while keeping the content from another person, and that those kinds of challenges are insurmountable. And to be honest, those are all good points. But what if you started from scratch? What if instead of deciding what to remove, you just removed everything? But you, then you don't need to do an audit, do you? Because you've removed everything. You also are gonna have less political fights. After all, you're treating everybody equally. You're removing everybody's content. Now, I know what you're thinking. You couldn't possibly write content from scratch for your entire site. It's just too big. But here's the thing. Your site doesn't need to be that big. In fact, it doesn't need to be anywhere near that big. When the European Commission reviewed their content, they ended up removing 80% of it. Take a moment to look at your analytics. I bet the vast majority of uh, traffic to your website only hits a fraction of the pages there. I also bet that if you've got a big site, there's an enormous proportion of pages that are rarely viewed at all. In truth, 80% of your audience only really needs about 20% of your content. So cut the rest, at least to start with. You can always add content back in later if, you, um, if there is a proven case to do so. You see, by starting from scratch, you change the default of the argument with your colleagues. Instead of having to argue for every page that you want to remove, they are gonna have to argue for every page that they want to add. And that's a much more healthy starting point because it makes every piece of content justify itself. Instead of migrating content, start by understanding what questions your users have. What tasks do they want to complete? Carry out something like a top task exercise or run some user surveys or talk to frontline staff. Also, be sure to look at what people search on when they visit your website. All of this will give you a list of every question that users might have coming to your site and which of those questions are most important to them. Next, write the answer to each of those questions in priority order. By starting with the most important questions, you can launch early and then fill in the other questions later. Feel free to reference the old content on your old website for inspiration, but the aim of the exercise here is to answer questions, not to create another online brochure that just promotes your business. If you answer user questions, you'll do that by default. With the biggest questions answered and a list of the other questions identified, you can begin to organize them around any functional tasks that need to be done alongside those. Carry out some card sorting exercises to ensure that the structure reflects the user's thinking, their thinking, not your organisational needs. Once you've done all that, you can actually go ahead and launch your website. It doesn't need to be finished. Sure, there'll be many pieces of content missing, many questions unanswered, but you can always add more by monitoring what users are asking and responding by answering them on the website. You can start with a minimal viable product. The result will be a much more focused website, focused on the user's needs, and ones that answers their questions in such a way that it's so much easier for them to find those answers. They're no longer gonna be looking for a needle in a haystack. But most importantly, and most interestingly, you're also gonna create a site that's much easier to maintain, and that makes it much easier to evolve over time.